Czekaj, my first question, which is always the same. Who are you and what do you do? <laughs> well, I wish I could say my answer was always the same to that question, but it seems to change by the week. Uh, well, Eric Jarosinski or Jarosinski or Jarosinski, uh, it's pronounced various ways. And I used to be a German professor, um, taught modern literature uh, crit and critical theory in the United States and Philadelphia. And now, um, I guess I call myself something of a internet aphorist. And that means a guy who spends a lot of his day writing tweets and trying to make a living doing it. What? We'll get to how you got here, but the thing okay. is, because in your talk yesterday, right, uh, mm -hmm. you sort of mentioned trying to make a living out of it, mm -hmm. and that's uh, the the way I do these talks is basically just talk to like internety people, mm -hmm. right? just people that actually sort of found their home on the internet, right? And you apparently have, right? Or like, would you phrase it that way? Because you seem like internet native somehow. That's funny you say that because I don't feel that way at all. Uh, I, I didn't have that much to do with the internet apart from work for many years. I was never someone who had a blog or even read blogs, any kind of writing online. I didn't do. Uh, I didn't read. I didn't get my news from the. I read. I didn't read the <laughs> internet. I mean, I read books. I didn't. I. I, I didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time. On the internet, apart from uh, research stuff, uh, watching movies, uh, and the job of every professor these days, you know, a lot, a lot of email all the time. And uh, so for me, um, Twitter, which is sort of the medium that I found, was kind of an anomaly. And it was really just about the writing. And what I liked about it was that it was so simple. And Twitter has gotten more and more features over the last three and a half years that I guess I've had to do with Twitter. And I kind of regret that it's gotten a little more sophisticated almost because I, I i liked a lot of the simplicity well but when you say it's simple like usually when i try to get people on twitter they don't understand like any of it right even the whole concept of you can follow somebody and they don't necessarily follow you back they don't that's very that's very rude <laughs> <laughs> no, but just that concept you know in the age of like facebook and stuff like that's an odd concept for most people uh yeah i suppose it is it's it's funny, but maybe it's just because I wasn't comparing it to anything, but that it seemed like uh, uh, sort of simple, intuitive rules to me. I don't know why, but and that's usually not the case for technology for me. So well, yeah, because that 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 was my next question. Because you said you weren't really like an internet guy, right? Yeah. Like of all the things to sort of latch on to, right? Mm -hmm. Twitter being one of them, that makes no sense to me. Honestly, it really. Hmm. Like that, just because I, I always figured like uh, you were just like you were like the guy you know at the office that spent most of his days. <laughs> like that's how I picture. Because I don't know how you get to be like that. Uh, I'm gonna say it now. That good on Twitter, right? Without sort of sort of having a progression to getting there, you know. Well, no, but that is what that I would say is is definitely the case. That's true. Uh, but it's not because I was already sort of. Uh, used to spending that much time online, it was actually quite disruptive to my life because, well, it's in, in some ways it was the end of my academic career because um, uh, it was when I discovered Twitter, it was when I was struggling to write a book and not making much progress. 
and I found it was much more appealing to me to write tweets. And well, I did it. I discovered in the last year I had to finish this book. And so I didn't necessarily make an official decision. That I'm not going to write this book and I'm going to leave my job. Uh, but I made a de facto decision because what I did was I spent that much time on Twitter writing. And so it very much was a progression. That's true. Uh, because when I you can look back, you know, you go through your archive and see what you first were writing. And uh, I would not write that way now. I mean, it's a very different kind of style and, and a lot of things learned over time. So, uh, so yeah, definitely a progression, but not one that I would have expected, I guess. Well, but that's the way it's supposed to be, right? The early stuff's supposed to be crappier. <laughs> right, that's the, because the, I do this, like I've done it like this. You're, pro, you're my 114th interview, right? Okay. Like I can't listen to the first 30 of them now. Like, I'm not going to be able to listen to this one either. <laughs> well, yeah, when I get to like 250, right? You know, right, I think right. that's how it's supposed to work, right? You're supposed to be the same or not. Like, because I want to talk about the, the thing you mentioned a couple of times uh, in your talk is like that voice, right? Which I, I got the sense you put a lot of effort into that. Right? Mm -hmm. So like, like, how was that craft? Like, how, how did that come about, right? Uh, how did it come about? I think to some extent through just the amount of time that I spent doing it and sort of the instant feedback mechanism, you know, of Twitter. Uh, certainly instant feedback once there is a certain mass of people who are reading. Uh, and, you know, it's important, I think, you can't measure somehow the quality of what you've written by the response. Um, it's That's a response to a certain type of thing you've written, let's say. Um, but I know if I was trying to write something that was sort of a one-liner joke, I mean, really specifically a joke and, and quick, uh, if there isn't a response, you, you pretty much do know that that did not work. Uh, that the, and it usually means that the timing is off. I mean, it could be the ideas are right, but it's just the execution is bad. And often, you know, when I, when I go through someone's Twitter feed, uh, I see it and, and I, I just want to edit it. You know, <laughs> I think great idea, great idea, great idea. But, you know, do this with it, do that with that. And in fact, there's a couple of places where I've spoken. Students were given this assignment of writing tweets and I hadn't seen them and they were put up, you know, on a big screen behind me. And uh, it was both really um, difficult to do in a way, but also I actually felt sort of competent kind of looking through it and thinking, yeah, I like this one. This is why I like that one. I, I don't like this one as much. This is why. And so I would say that some of it is um, sort of the trial and error of the feedback, but also some of it is just the um, amount of time that you spend. You get tired of doing one thing. You want to do something else. And so you start to experiment a little bit and see if you like doing it in a different way or not. And so... Uh, yeah, it's it's maybe it is how that's supposed to work. I'm not sure. Like I follow your, your tweets, but I actually have like a bookmark to your profile, right? Uh, so that's I'm weird. Okay, like that, okay. Which that sounds creepy, but that's the way it is. Uh, no, there's, uh, the thing is like you you've sort of settled into this rhythm where you have a couple of sort of versions of that voice which you kind of go to, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering like. Did that just come about naturally? Or like, do you, that's the wrong question. Like, do you actually, do you figure out I'm going to, I have a topic and I'm going to use that version of my voice to do that one. Like, do, do you, are you that, like, are you, you're that conscious of it when you're doing it or you just try different stuff and then it's one of them works, I guess. Hmm. 
Um, I guess I'm not so conscious of it that I've got a ready answer to that, but I'm sure I probably am somehow. And the, well, let me think. Hmm. That's actually a difficult one to answer. I would say, though, that there are certain structures that I use for certain things that I don't use for others. And so if I know I'm kind of doing something which is uh, about... uh, you know, some sort of self-promoting thing, which you have to do a lot of when you're doing what I'm doing, because, and that's kind of the the blessing and the curse of, of what I'm doing is that I've got one channel, you know, one Twitter feed for both my writing, let's say, and to do all of the promotional stuff where, you know, I'm going to have this event, you know, come to this event. And usually it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any difference to me how many people come, you know, in the sense that most of these things are free, you know, uh, it's, I'm not going to make any money or any more money, you know, somebody, uh, if it was a big crowd or a small one, but uh, a lot of people have put time into it and, and they've worked hard to do it. And so I want to help them get some people there because that's important for them. Uh, it's also just more fun, you know, people are there. Uh, but so when I'm doing something like that, when and there's a fair amount of that, it's a challenge because you don't want to annoy people, you know, who are half, 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 a pl- you know, half a planet, you know, uh, halfway around the world, you know, away from this little college in Ohio where you're talking. Right. Uh, but you also, that's the one channel you've got. And so to me, the, the trick is sort of, okay, how do I kind of do some sort of marketing thing, let's say, but make it interesting. And that's often a type of voice that, that I have to use and I've tried to develop. And it's a tricky one, uh, because for me, I'm trying to do a couple of different things at once and Neither one of them works all that well, but well, yeah, but see, that's the thing because I figure like when I see those tweets, right, like the promotional stuff, where I'm not like when you were in like Zagreb and Ljubljana, I was like, yo, giddy, right? But like when it's Ohio, right? Yeah, like you managed to somehow not make that douchey. It's hard. Right. Uh, I know, but like, I, I'm genuinely interested. Like, how much thought goes into that? A lot, actually. Because you know, you're like this close. Like, I'm like really yeah. close to like just being that guy on the internet. With but, but you like we travel that line like really well. Like. Uh, it depends a lot. I have to say, it's one of the biggest problems I've got right now. It's uh, uh-huh. well because now there is there is a product. You know, there is there is there is a book. It's not just it's not just. Um, a little audience here and there and I'm under a fair amount of pressure most of it you know very much indirect but uh, I think publishers signed on to this book project thinking well you've got the marketing built in you know you're gonna sell this book for us and that's the thing that what really started to weigh on me and I've had to sort of check out of that being concerned about that because that was that was really no fun at all. I was not enjoying what I was doing very much anymore. But don't you feel like you've actually earned that? Like I know like when you like talk to corporate people, that's basically the, the way they phrase it. The marketing's built in, right? Yeah. But it's not really marketing when you've done it for like when the account's been up for so long and you've yeah. been consistent for so long. Like you've actually earned the right to say like, I wrote a book, just like buy it, right? I mean, that's how I feel. Well, well, that's very generous of you to say. Uh, that's not, that's not the, uh, I guess I write everything not assuming that's going to be the response. And often it's not. I mean, the things that actually I find cutting and that hurt me are sort of, you know, the the, the person who's going to who's going to sort of 
slam you, you know, for, you know, selling your crap, you know, on uh, something that used to be cool. Now you're selling your crap. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And that happens all the time. And you're an American. That's the, that's the thing I don't get. Like, I'd, I'm, honestly, I'd expect that more from like, like over here, right? That mm -hmm. attitude. But I think in America, people like, at least American, like consumers, I guess, let's call yeah. them that, right? Are sort of more like, they're, they're like, I don't know, they're more willing to do that somehow. Or not. I mean, I'm genuinely interested in like what your experience is. Yeah, like but it's a thing, though. I'm not just dealing with... I mean, first of all, I think that's already a little problematic because uh, I think there's a wide range of responses in the U.S. to this, but also I'm dealing with people all over the world in their response. Yeah. And a lot of them, you know, are people on Twitter who write just as well or better uh, than I do, and they don't have a book, you know? It's like, <laughs> why do you, moron, have a book, you know, when I don't have a book? And... Um, I can't justify that, and nor do I feel like I need to or want to, but you got to expect that. Like somebody told me recently in Germany, someone who knows, <clears throat> who knows German Twitter and so on, it's like, oh, yes, as soon as you have a book, they all hate you, you know? <laughs> and basically, I never really wanted to say that or think that, but it's like, yeah, I think that probably is about right. And uh, that's tricky, and I kind of assume that is, is the response, and so I'm sort of shy and embarrassed about doing the promotion at the same time that I, I feel a certain responsibility to, if that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. The thing, like, I, the thing I sort of have a problem with that yeah. is that, well, like, if you have a problem with it, right, mm -hmm. if you think about those, those things, th then the douchebags, right, the, the basically just do that, like they have no soul then. Like that do you, do you understand? Like yeah. you're doing this the right way. I don't know what exactly that is. Like just deal with it. I said it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, like there's people that just want to flog their book, basically. Right? You don't really do that, right? Well I'm being like way too kind now, I think, but like I I think that's the actual truth. Because you're like on one end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. and then there's this other side of Twitter where it's just guys with self-help books. Yeah. And you know, uh, for, they follow 45,000 people, so 45,000 people will follow them back. Yeah. Like, there's no, you're not that. Yeah, but, but this is the thing, though. It's, uh, it is a tricky position cause, because this is the thing right now is that um, for a lot of people, you know, you get that response that, that uh, and it's not that, that, that heavy response, you know, it's so negative towards, towards, towards the you know, promotion of an event or, or, hey, here's my book. Uh, but the problem is that it, when that happens at all, it confirms my worst fears yeah. you know, about myself. <clears throat> it's, um, well, I don't know. Last night I got home after, uh, this is my first visit to Slovenia. Uh, uh, an event comes up, you know, out of nowhere last minute because some very kind people kind of put a lot of work into something, you know, very quickly. And they arranged a whole lot of things for me to do. I was busy yesterday, like seven, eight interviews with, with, with Slovenian media. Like I felt like the new dictator, you know, of <laughs> Slovenia. I was sort of, I am on every channel. And, 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 and I was asked to explain the world, you know, on every channel. Like say something about our borders, <laughs> about the fence, say something about the fence. And you're thinking, God, fuck. I mean, that's the complicated. I, uh, I've got some thoughts, but uh, and 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 so you 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 fight your way through that day, trying to do that and trying to go along with it. And the whole time you're thinking, I don't think I've really got much to say about any of this. I don't I don't know that much about it, but I will I will try. And then you get home and you get some asshole, you know, on Twitter say, Oh, it's just a job to you now, isn't it? <laughs> I'm serious. That happened last. That happened to me last night when I got home, and I'm like, God, that was it's like, oh. Okay, but I mean, 
in a way, yes, but um, uh, it's not as if that's as great pleasure somehow necessarily to, to do all that stuff. I mean, it's, yeah. um, uh, it's, 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 it's an opportunity, I guess, but also feels like responsibility. And um, it's, it's, it's something that is not easy. And, uh, and again, it's just one person and one little voice, you know, but it's just like, oh, that's not what you wanted to see right then, you know, <laughs> like that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And so that's, um, that's part of the issue for me right now is kind of sorting that out. And I'm sure that most people who have ever tried to do this who then kind of have a, a, a thing to sell, you know, are faced by that same issue. And before having the thing to sell, it was dealing with the publishers. And it wasn't that they were messing around with the content. It was that they were going to market you in their way. And they, were gonna, and they used a standard marketing language that I hated. I mean, it's just like the super phenomenal Twitter star, you know, now has a super phenomenal Twitter star book, right? And all you could think is, no, 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 that's no, don't do it that way. I mean, it's embarrassing. Yeah, when me. that machinery gets going, it can be pretty... Uh, well, that's the thing. It's, I was f fought it for months, uh, all kinds of back and forth about that. And um, I just sort of, no, it's, uh, the best I could do is kind of tone, tone that down, is the best I could do. Because it's also very hard to make a counter argument because what do I know about publishing, right? What do I know? About, I mean, really, no, no, I don't I have totally any, understand I've got that, nothing yeah. to base this on yeah. except my sense that I don't think that's how you market a, you know, gently quasi countercultural product. Uh, that's, I don't think that's how that works. Um, uh, you know, it's, you need to market this. You want to buy this book because it'll make you miserable. You know, you need to buy this book to give to someone you do not like. You know, I mean, you, you have to stick with the voice of the thing itself. Yeah. And, but that was kind of too radical a notion. And for me, then it was, um, took a lot of energy in the back and forth about that. And uh, it made for the most unpleasant months of doing this in the last three and a half years for me. Oh, I can imagine that, yeah. But, but at the same time, you also feel bad, you know, somehow kind of complaining about that because you've got an opportunity a lot of people will never get. Well, know? yeah, but you have to fight the machine, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's... Sure. You know. Well, yeah, you say sure, and it's sort of, I guess it's obvious to us, right? But there's people that went that route and never had any of those qualms. You know that, right? Well, maybe, but this is the, also the other perspective, though, is that... You know, this, this, this little talk I gave yesterday, which is a version of something that I, that I talk about a fair amount. Uh, you know, I, I talk about it in certain extremes about, you know, thanking my publishers for their great ideas, you know, about how to, how to sell the book, right? And uh, I've especially liked it because my publishers have been in the audience a couple of times, you know, when I, when I talked about it this way. But it was the only way I could do it because um, I had to find some way to kind of voice the frustrations that I probably are inherently part of that process uh, in a way that one might be entertaining or interesting to somebody and, 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 and also to not be kind of whiny about it like I am being right now. I mean, but a way to actually maybe tell the story a little bit in a more interesting way and also to speak to sort of the uh, ambivalence that that anybody's going to have, I think, with that kind of a process. Because I would say even those that you're talking about sort of who just fully embrace that and they don't have... You don't know that. I mean, well, I it's it, because there's a lot of that stuff that I think that I think people could very much have, but I uh, feel like, but 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 this has to be part of the performance. Is that I'm not going to talk about that stuff. Well, that, okay, fair point. But like, you don't have 120. Like, you don't follow 120,000 people. 
Yeah, but right. I follow, okay, but let me speak to that too. I yeah. follow eight thousand people. Do you think I can read eight thousand Twitter? Feeds? No, of course, of course not. But like, that's my point. Like, you didn't like you you didn't do the thing where you just follow people so you get followbacks. Right? I didn't, but there's another side of that though that right. I that I don't like, which is big accounts that don't follow anybody. Okay, that is true. That yeah. makes me angry because yeah. it's sort of, and that's why I follow eight thousand people. It's sort of anyone who's contributed something that's that a good joke. You know, or yeah, they, hi. yeah, yeah, or they've helped advertise, uh, uh, you know, a show. Uh, I think I followed you just the other day. Maybe yes. I have for a long time. Yeah. You wrote a great tweet, you know, about my thing. It was, it was something like Nine Quarterly's coming. I think it's a death metal band. I've yeah. never heard of them. Big on Twitter. It was awesome. Uh, and it's like this guy is good. You know, I want to follow this guy. I and mean, that that would be a classic example, right? Um, I'll probably never read another tweet of yours again. You I know, know. I, I, and I'm fully aware of that. But there's a different, like. You see, the, the point I'm trying to make is that you sort of, like, even the angst you have about all of this stuff, right, just makes me think, like, all of the signals, like, even the 8,000 like, versus 120,000, uh -huh. like, people you could follow, uh -huh. right? All of those signals, at least to me, make it seem like you're doing this from, like, a good place or maybe at least you're trying to do it right, right? And then you stumble and that's fine because we're all human, right? But th that's uh, But I think that's all the difference that's needed, right? See, that's my point. I think if you just come from a good place and sort of try and do it right, right? And then mess up in between because you're gonna, right? That's okay. Like that's, the, that's I think, the best way to do anything on the internet. Because hmm. everything else is either you're too marketing-y and basically just a douchebag that has an account, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're just really counterculture and you have three followers. Like those yeah. guys, basically natural selection yeah. takes care of that, right? Yeah. I think that, because that tension there, that's the way to do it. And that's why I sort of like your account. I see. And the fact that you're like in turmoil almost when I ask you that, that just makes me feel a hell of a lot better about the whole thing. No, well, well, no, it's it's funny because, um, yeah, uh, I, I guess I guess I haven't had anyone put it that way, but that is very much what I've been trying to do. But I've also learned how difficult that is to do. It's tough as hell, man. It's. <laughs> I guess I said the only people I've talked to who seem to understand this a little bit have been musicians I've talked to. They they seem to understand sort of exactly this this thing because a lot of what they do is they they gain an audience somehow or another usually you know they, they're doing good work but then they connect to some kind of a channel that gets them beyond the the, the three people you know come to a show at a bar uh and then they're faced pretty quickly by the pressure of okay um some opportunities are coming up. Uh, do we do them? Do we not do them? Uh, can, you know, to what extent can we remain true to what we're doing? You know, and do this. And and also, if they're on Twitter, they have to use it just like I do, uh, and a lot that, because they're they're making uh, a living if they are at all at it uh, by touring, and they need to, they need this internet presence you know yep. to do that. But also, they know people don't like seeing that stuff. And so how do you manage that? And so those are the folks I've, I've probably heard the most from that is that have that has sort of helped me out to to consider it. But um, no, I appreciate your perspective because it's uh, that has been the goal and there have been stumbles. Um, but you're making it seem like maybe that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> so I no, appreciate but, that. No, but I, honestly, that's how I feel because I think the, the, the sort of struggle with that is the way to go do it. Hmm. Because like you have to, you know, you have to sell out the right way, right? I mean, that's, and not meaning that you actually sell out, but like that's the thing that you have to fight the machine a little and then go over. Well, I think sell out the right way yeah. is probably, f again, I've never put it in those terms that are probably probably the best way of putting it. 
because, you know, what I did for a while, see, I started to get the sellout things a long time ago when there was like the first newspaper article or something. And especially, I found this very harsh among a number of German followers. It's like, uh, uh, let me do my bad German accent now. It's like, I love the bad oh, you were, you were covered by the Frankfurter Allgemeine. It is time to unfollow you. <laughs> I'm serious. I love you it. Know? Yeah. And, and it's just like, oh, oh, all right. Uh, I'll kind of miss you, I guess. But I mean, that, that just kind of sucks, you know. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, so, so yeah, anyway, but that's, that's one of the things to figure out. And honestly, right now, it's one of the things that's making me wonder how much longer I can do it because it's, it's not a lot of fun to walk around with that, with that tension all the time. Yeah, but I think you, 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 your skin gets thicker. Well, this is also a fear, though, of mine, because I know you need a thick skin if you've got a bigger audience. And I've learned that early on because as soon as it got a little bit bigger, people started to refer to me as they, uh, there was more, much more distance. They're talking to their friends, mentioning you like they used to be good. Now they suck, you know, whatever it is. And you're just sitting there on the bus, you know, and I, uh, on your phone, it's like, Oh, Oh, you know, it's like, bam, bam. It's like, yeah, you need a thick skin for that. The, but at the same time, um, what it is I liked about this, and I even ha hate putting in the past tense, but in some ways I have to, uh, is that, Twitter for me was sort of the the way out of a certain alienation I had from my job. I mean, this is where, you know, irony of ironies, uh, but you know, some sort of postmodernist would say this is completely appropriate through a persona, you know, that I somehow was able to be more myself and and come and 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 do something that's closer to my heart somehow and. Uh, uh, so in getting a thick skin, the fear has been, I also lose touch with that thing, you know, that, that has kept it alive for me. Well, yeah, but the, the thing is like the thick skin is just for the man, like mean people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's how it's supposed to work. Right? <laughs> like at some point you don't mind the mean people and basically take notice of let's like, just, let's just say I'm not at that point yet, but I think that probably is the thing that you need to do. Yeah. yeah I think that's what it looks like at the end of the tunnel. Like, I, I have to believe that, honestly. <laughs> I'm, assu I'm assuming you're a man that many people hate. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Like, no, but you see, I, uh, oh, who said that? Like, I know that's not really comparable. Like, uh, I think it was Ricky Gervais. You know, you know who the Ricky Gervais is? Yes, I do. Okay, so Ricky Gervais said, like, when The Office was really getting mm -hmm. big, mm -hmm. like, and the, the British one, before, sure. that's before right. the American right. one, like, and he said, like, he gets, like, means that oh, it's boring. It's just like a fake documentary. Who cares? You're a loser, right? He used to get that stuff. And he basically just said, like, I knew that when I was making it. Like, when I was going to do my thing, right, there are going to be more people that are going to hate it than people that are actually going to love it. Huh. So I, I sort of just focus on the people that actually like my work and maybe, like, do some constructive criticism, right? But, like, even, like, you actually have an international following, right? A proper one. I guess so. I mean, the um, I, I haven't wanted to look at the breakdown any more specifically than the very general one you get, and I haven't looked at that in a while, uh, probably a year and a half ago or longer at this point. Um, and it was uh, a big chunk in the U.S., um, a big chunk in Germany and the U.K., uh, and then it was many, many little slivers of, of, of numerous countries. And I thought that was an interesting uh, sort of way in which that Especially panned Especially the out. U.K. and Germany connection is weird, because like, sort of the America-Germany thing I sort of get, right? But like those three in Congress... Well, so, but yeah. this is the thing, though, and, and this is another factor, uh, something I'm always nervous about when sort of... 
obviously that your big your follower count a big follower count is sort of your your uh, entree into some type of legitimacy I mean, when you know you do these interviews, that is the way in which you're always set up. It's like we have to make it clear why we're talking to this guy from the internet, right? So I understand all of that, but the other thing is there is there are factors involved in that. You know, I mainly tweet in English. That all of a sudden, you know, you're you're going to have a bigger audience. You have the potential for one much more easily. I call that cheating if you're from Slovenia. Yeah, well, that, well but this is true though, yeah, and this this has know. to be taken into account. And 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 I hope people understand that I I realize that because um, you uh, that that changes everything in terms of the language. And so in that respect, it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, the other thing is that. Um, um, uh, from the bit that I could see there as well, it's all just clustered around some, you know, a few cities, you know, in these places as well. And that also has to do with, um, uh, again, a certain type of, of, of person who's following, which for me, I would say, uh, again, I haven't really wanted to have great specifics, but you get this very general breakdown. And I think gender-wise was sort of 50-50. I was, I was pleased to see that. Oh, that's um, awesome. I was surprised. I wonder if that's still the case. Um, but that was when I went Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Because it's the internet, and that's usually not the case. Yeah, I was surprised. I was really surprised to see that and happy to see it. And then the uh, other thing was, um, uh, my general sense is that these are people who... Uh, are usually older than student age because that has something to do with the Twitter demographic, which I think is a bit older now anyway, at least in the United States. I've noticed that because when I've gone to university, it's funny because these professors invite me. It's like, oh, something cool for the kids, right? <laughs> and then the kids come like, Twitter? You know, <laughs> Everybody's on Snapchat now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, okay, some old guy is going to come and you know explain the internet. You know? <laughs> and he's going he's gonna to talk about jokes about things that we don't think are very funny you know, on the internet. So, so the old guy comes, you know, from, from the Twitter and, uh, and, and now I know that and now I know to expect it. And so it's a matter of, um, uh, uh in the beginning, I, I didn't realize this was the case, but, uh, now I know, and I think most people are following a little bit older and they, um, often have studied something in the humanities, language, literature, whatever, and they've gone into jobs in which they're not professional, you know, academics, and, but they're still interested. And I think that's the, the, the bulk of, of people as well who are following this thing. And, and there are a lot of those people simply. And I, I would say, if anything, that's what I keep in mind when I'm writing is if there is some inside joke about something very specific to philosophy or something, my own field or German stuff, I do give it some thought. Like, I don't want the next thing to be also like that. Right, you know, right. it's sort of, I definitely Thank try you. to mix that up as well, because to me, that's not a measure because it actually bothers me when, when someone say like, I'm, you know, I'm too dumb for that, you know, or something. It's like, no, that, that's just a very specific thing, a very specific language about a very specific thing. But you do and like so put thought into it so the next thing is yeah, sort of definitely. something different. Okay. Yeah, but, and it's mainly because I don't, want, I don't want people to have that feeling about it. It's just uh, because, because the whole project, uh, you know, if I were to, 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 to think about it in these terms was the, you know, the f first question I always say is, well, you, uh, you know, this is called no. What are you saying no to? <laughs> and, you know, it could be anything, but I would say the main thing is saying no to whatever it is that made me so nervous and not have any confidence about the academic work I was doing and the writing I was doing. And it wasn't just the writing. I mean, I walked around that job just feeling stupid. Like, I don't know enough to do this job. Oh, okay. Because I always felt like, uh, I was on very thin ice. Like I, I think I'm not stupid, but I don't walk around with this great wealth of knowledge. Uh, 
I can come up with some ideas, you know, uh, about something, but it's, I don't have anything firm to kind of latch onto. It's like, for instance, it's very reminiscent, you know, <laughs> of this strain of thought uh, shortly after the French Revolution. It's like, you need that jacket with the yeah, thing well, on I the... <laughs> I wish I could call upon that, but I don't have it. And so, um, and so a lot of the, this was, was, was directed towards the sense of, you don't have to be afraid of difficult ideas. It doesn't mean that, that you're going to make them simple or someone can make them simple. But uh, if you're afraid of, of, of dealing with them, you're, you're never going to get anything out of them. And you could. You're, you're cheating yourself in a way. That's and, a big part for you, right? Just sort of, I guess, like opening the door to sort of philosophy a little. Right. I, well, I've had that to, is definitely a part of it. Well, I've right? been trying to open it for myself is a thing. It's, uh, I mean, the, the greatest gift of leaving the academy for me is that I like to read again. And uh, that's a wonderful thing. I hope that lasts. You know, I mean, right now it's kind of a novelty because it's, uh, it's not a matter of, I mean, most of the reading I was doing was uh, research stuff, you know, underlining everything, you know, that I never Man. go back to. And then also my memory isn't that great. So when I was teaching, I always had to reread every text I was teaching. And that usually meant, because I'm a great procrastinator, uh, put off to very late and then reading very, very quickly in a very pressured way. And uh, every academic knows that, I'm sure. And so, so for me, I've, I've kind of enjoyed now um, a different engagement in which the stakes are much lower. Uh, but ideas still find their way into you know, tweets, obviously, uh, but also uh, into um, you know, the couple of other things I've written, like shorter essay things. Um, it's like, that's, that's actually a good idea to, that I could build that into this thing I'm writing. And then I think about it as something that I can somehow, uh, ideas that I can somehow uh, use to think f through or with, rather than things that I have to um, uh, somehow rise up, rise to the level of and master. I don't oh, know if that okay. makes any sense. Yeah. But uh, that's, it's, for me, it's a very different conception. And it's the conception I would have liked to have had when I was, you know, thinking professionally, right? But, your job, but, job. Uh, yeah, but not, and so, you know, it's, um, yeah, so it is a big part of it for me, that, that idea of opening the door, uh, but, but also for myself. Okay, and then I just have one more question about the uh, sort of the form and that whole crafting of it. Yeah, like, mo like most of it, like, at least certain of your, like certain amount of your teeth are sort of like really dense. And I don't really know how to explain that, but you're sort of like, when you see that picture, and I know you're, that that's the point, right? You have to see that picture to go with the, whatever my version of that mm -hmm. man's voice is, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but like, there, there's sort of like, there's 140 characters, but they always feel like there's like a paragraph before the tweet, right? That's how I read it. Like, that's... Because, yeah, you should. You yeah. Should. But like, how is, like, how was that by design? Like, how does that happen? I'm like, this is, I, I'm supposed, like, I'm, I'm sort of hoping you tell me something I'll, I'll be able to use. But like, how yeah, do you, you get? It's not, it doesn't take much. Um, what, it, what it primarily is, is uh, a form of address that you, you actually speak to somebody and uh, you assume that you have been speaking to them already. And what you're doing is you are, in a way, interrupting or adding something to a conversation that you were in the midst of having. And that means you're kind of gesturing towards, well, yes, we've been talking about this, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what I like. And I mainly like it because, you know, the, 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 the great of the greatest of the greats of, of, of writing aphorisms and, and, 
and the tradition of it, uh, you know, Nietzsche, whatever, um, some of those still, and, and a lot of people adopt this in their tweets, and, and people like them, like these tweets, but I don't like to read them, which have the tone of, I am attention, I'm going to give you the universal truth about something. Yeah, because there's like a difference a there, right? Yeah. And I hate that tone. Uh, the same, yeah. I hate the tone. I mean, th those things can be brilliant as an idea, and they could be really well crafted. But they're from a high horse, basically. Yeah, like, I don't like the tone. Yeah. I don't like the tone. Yes. What I like, and that's why I like the idea that, well, of course you know this, but, you know, or an interruption, or the idea that, um, well, you're thinking about this too, let me add this. But mainly the, the whole gesture has been one of, you know, in a, there's a, sort of a, a gesture that I know in American culture. So, well, what do I know but, you know, it's sort of, I'm, I'm not going to claim this great authority about this thing, but I'm going to say the following about it anyway. <laughs> okay. Right? And that's, Very American. And that, well, well, that is actually the thing that's made it possible for me to do what I do. Okay. exactly that. Yeah. Um, because now, especially the writing I'm doing for, for, for newspapers, I'm commenting on... Like right now, I've, I've got to, right after this, I've got to write uh, jokes, you know, a column about Dutch domestic politics, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I follow Dutch politics now. And uh, <laughs> for the Dutch paper I write for, okay? That's the weirdest sense, okay. <laughs> sure. And so, um, and you know, I lived there for a short time, but not that long. I speak the language okay, but uh, not that great. And um, the, uh, uh, I'm not an expert on any of that stuff. What I'm trying to do, though, is say, well, but as somebody who's been reading the papers this morning, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because honestly, no, I'm not doing it every day. But as someone who, who, who's, who's read the paper this morning, <laughs> I'm going to... Tell me something about the fence. I'm going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you're right. It's, it's every week I'm going to say something about the fence you built, you know. Uh, you know, whether it's between your rich and your poor or, you know, whoever it happens to be or the Dutch are somehow trying to figure out how to build a fence between them and Slovenia, you know. It's, it's going to cover a few countries, but damn it, it's going to separate separate you. Uh, <laughs> but there's a, uh, yeah, so essentially it's that. And I didn't know if I could do that at the beginning. And the only way I was able to do it was to say, okay, uh, I didn't make them, you know, ask me to do this. Uh, if they think I can, I'm going to give it a try, but it's going to have to have sort of a bit that, of that tone of, I'm going to say something, but I know very well that uh, it is subject to criticism and should be because this is going to be, in a way, in a way, I kind of want to be a bit like the drunk in the bar, you know, who has <laughs> something to say. He's not dumb. Uh, well, this is funny. The more I think about it, the more I think this is a completely apt character sketch of me because I want to say like <laughs> an old, broken down former professor drunk in a bar, you know. <laughs> yeah, who's, just mid conversation. <laughs> yeah, who's saying like, hey, hey, you know what's wrong with the world today? <laughs> It's the fence. It's the fence. It's always the fence. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit like that. That that's probably is actually the main thing that's going on in my brain is the, oh, okay. the shouting, drunk, you know, guy professor about the fence, and then filtered through the crafting of how do I write this in a way I want to write it. Yeah. But I think that's probably how it works first and foremost. Okay, awesome. The whole, the whole interrupting thing, that, I've never thought of it that yeah, way. Yeah, well, the, also, that's the, yeah. The, the, I mean, you know, one of the things I've done for a very long time, a gentle reminder about something. Well, that gentle reminder is essentially setting off what it is I'm going to say from that kind of maxim sound. 
You know? okay, yeah. Because if you got rid of that, you will often have what is like uh, uh, a truth. Yeah. You know, a truth or something stated like one. Yeah. The quotes on Instagram. Yeah. And this is my way around it. Yeah. Or, or we, we regret to inform you. You know, yeah. these things both came about. I love just friends, comma. That's the other thing. Yeah. Because that, to me, those are always in which you are establishing, one, a connection to people you're talking to, uh, but also you are removing yourself, you know, as you put it, from that sort of high horse position. Uh, uh, and that changes a lot. I mean, it changes the tone of what you write after it. It also brings about a certain contrast in it because you might start with friends, but basically you're saying, you know, yeah. you guys are assholes, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, but also it's um, a way in which you simply acknowledge there is another conversation going on. There are millions of conversations going on. I'm going to throw in something. You know, this is not the only thing you're reading. You know, most of you don't have a bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> most of you don't go home after your, after your interviews and, you know, do a, do a cross-stitch, you know, of a tweet, you know, of some sort. But uh, this is just one thing among many things. And I think that would probably be why you get that sense that there's something that came before it and something that come after it because it's thought of often as an interjection into something else. Oh, that was, okay, awesome answer. That, you're not supposed to say that when you interview well, people. Well, it was a long answer. Yeah, but it was, that was a good one. So I'm just going <laughs> to acknowledge that for okay. like, no reason. All right. All right, so now we're going to go to the last three questions of this thing, which is the first one is your hardware, which basically means which phone and like, computer you use. Okay. Well, right now I'm use, I've used an iPhone uh, since I've had a smartphone. And uh, for as many problems as I have with Apple and, and I've had with my iPhones in the past, because I've had very bad iPhones technically, uh, is that um, uh, uh, the smartphone it's in general, uh, if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be here right now. I would never have had anything to do with Twitter if it weren't for that. Uh, I would never sit at a laptop and write tweets. It's always a matter of being mobile uh, with the thing. Uh, and when I'm doing something else and, and uh, it occurs to me to, to look at it, to write something. Uh, and this software is an interesting question because for that, I just use the, the Twitter app, Twitter's own app primarily, although I don't think it's the best one. It's, it's, it's the worst one, but it's the only one that's actually real time. Is that the difference? Yes, because they really sort of like they, um, the third party developers yeah. get tokens from Twitter. So they all, all just get to get, uh, have 100,000 users. Right. So it's kind of hard to make money that way. I see. And on top of that, like all of the APIs, like the yeah. functionality yeah, yeah. and stuff, it's not available to the third party developers. Not all see. of it, right? Okay. So that's why, like I, I use the third party one for a long time. And like, like the last couple of months, I've just gone to the native one because like it, so the, the functionality that's native works better because it's a native client, but I wish yeah. they just let the other people do stuff. Yeah, it's so. true. Because this is th well, the other thing is that I tried one of these other ones uh, very briefly. I just didn't like the way it looked because I was used to seeing it one way. Oh, okay. I was used to seeing like the white background or whatever. And then I saw this other thing. I was like, wow, this looks completely different. And, um, and so, and it, but it's gotten a little more stable. It used to crash just all the time. And so <laughs> many, and all kinds of weird things would happen with it. And, mm -hmm. and, we all know the kind of kind of social problems this has caused for people. I mean, Twitter had a bug for a long time, automatically unfollowing people. Yep. I've had it block people. I had a friend, you know, uh, a real friend in real life, you know, before Twitter, uh, and and uh, blocked her. Just like, and I got this email like, "What? 
what's going on? You know, what did I do? You know, it was really, and yeah. I have no idea. And that's not the only time that's happened. Yeah, I know, yeah. And that is some crazy stuff because uh, you know that there are people out there right now, you know, who have a grudge against each other uh, because of some technical glitch and they'll never know this. And uh, on a platform that's that's supposed to do the exact opposite, like make it clear, yeah. But the other software is simply... Um, now when I when I go home to, to, to write about the Dutch fence, you know, I'll uh, <laughs> their fences all separate them from the water primarily. Yeah. But they uh, they uh, uh, I will use on the iPhone the very stupid basic notepad function. It's just this little you know yellow pad is what it's made to look like. And you it's, actually write the columns on that as well. Yeah. Well, that being said, the column is you know four lines long. Well, you know, okay, but, but still, but it's you know. but but it's where I write everything on. So okay. actually, the things I've written recently that have been you know two pages, three pages long. That's also what I've used. And it's, it's all like, on the iPhone. Yeah. It's like and it's and it's using that notepad thing usually. It's uh, and, and I like it because it's so basic. It's 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 sort of one of the like one of the earliest word processors. You know, it's. Uh, and so I just got into the habit of using that, and that's what I use now. Um, otherwise, apps and so on, a lot of news apps. So I, I like, uh, uh, I never thought I'd be someone who, who, who read a lot of news uh, on, online or on my phone, whatever. And uh, I found that the apps helped me a lot. And so I use uh, Spiegel Online a lot. Uh, that's a good one for German news, very up to date. Um, lots of newspapers apps I use. Uh, the Economist has has a good one. Um, oh, the Espresso lots of thing. things. Yeah, they've got yeah. a lot of things, actually. I've, the I've, foreign guest I had on before you was the digital editor of The Economist. Is that so? Yeah, Tom because, Standage. Ah, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because I was at The Economist uh, over the summer. Those are really interesting people. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's funny, I had a conversation with someone last night because I, I uh, because when I talk to, about people are doing sort of uh, news accounts or whatever, I say, you need to look at The Economist. I think they do it the best. Yeah. All, all, but they do cheat. Right? How, how, do you, how do you say that? Well, the, the, way, the same way you, you cheat, right? Because they're a British operation that sells a lot of stuff in America. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Well, they know that. Yeah, they I know. know that. Yeah, I know. talked to Tom about it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But, but I would say the other thing about them, what, what they do so very well is, um, one, they're not afraid of repeating stuff because you, they know that Twitter's hit or miss. Yep. You know, uh, no one's reading everything, but they know how to pitch and repitch things. They they pull out different angles of the same story. Yeah, that's what I, I I run the like Twitter account for uh, the magazine I work for, okay. Medina. Okay. And I'm sort okay. Of, yeah. Yeah, and that's very well done. And also, they know how to use their archive. Uh, they something's going on today. They look, what have we written about this in the last five years? Yeah, we do the same thing. And they now, often yeah. pull out really great stuff that you want in exactly that moment. Uh, they also, uh, of course, understood, I think, very quickly, they have all their charts and graphs. These are great for Twitter. Yeah. You know, they work very yeah. well because you, you, your attention is drawn to them right away. Um, they're the kind of quick information that people want to share, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Some so. old media stuff is really great for, like, social media, basically. It really works. That, yeah. Yeah. So those are the things I, I, I primarily yeah. use. All right, then my last question, which is also always the same. If you had to pick one physical thing that is not a human being, right, that you think was made for you, you might still have it, you might not, right? What would that be? Uh, I actually have several of them. Uh, you have to pick like the one. No, but it's, the... but, it's, but, it's, but, it's, but it's the same model, the same thing. <laughs> okay. No, it's, it's a German mechanical pencil. It's, oh, okay. It's a, it's a Lamy, L-A-M-Y is the brand, Scribble, I think it's called. Oh, okay. And I once bought many of them because there is a rumor <laughs> that, gonna that they were going to stop making them. Oh, okay. And I had some money in my research account, and I bought as many of these as I could, uh, because what I like about it, it's this... 
I never used mechanical pencils because they always, I always felt like they were too small, somehow fragile. And I underlined, if I didn't underline when I'm reading, I couldn't read anything. Uh -huh. And a lot of these scribbles here, because it's so thick, it's like a piece of chalk, ah, you know? Okay. Uh, but it's still a mechanical pencil. So it's like a mechanical pencil a caveman, you know, could use with, with you know, a, a very clumsy one. And that's what I like about it. So that would be the object that I kind of have to have. I agree. Because I, I, I just bought my, a Japanese one for myself, like a mechanical pencil. Yeah. All right, well, try the, yeah. try the scribbles sometime. Because okay, they I'll are still making that. them. I think, I think that was just a rumor that was spread around by the company <laughs> to make people like me who fetishize this object by many of them. I have a friend in England, just like, that's the last thing I'm going to say, that has a podcast that now has, I think, like over 250 episodes, uh -huh. which is called The Pen Addict. Okay. And it's two guys talking about pencils, pens, and paper. <laughs> what are they really talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the fans, probably. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for doing this. Thank you. It was, it was a, a pleasure. genuine pleasure, yeah. Thank All right. You. Thank you. Take care.